0: The word is good. Amen? Amen. Amen, the word is good. Brother uh, the Lord told Brother Hagan, do not pray for money anymore like you were asking me for money. He said, well, what do you mean? He says you need to he said faith works in every area just like you have received. Just like you use your faith for healing, you receive that healing by faith, you receive the finances by faith. You believe you receive them, you say, Father, I thank you, I have them now, I believe I receive it, according to the word of God. He says, but don't pray and ask me for money anymore, he said, claim it by faith. Well, what what, what does that mean, claim what you need and what you want by faith? He says, how can I claim it? Well, to claim something means to demand something that's rightfully yours. If I take something out of your office that rightfully belongs to you, you can stake claim on it. Why? Because it belongs to you. So you can claim it. It means to demand something that's right, that rightfully belongs to you that someone else has. So Satan is the god of this world. But the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And the beast in the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. So if the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, then the earth is mine. Because God said the silver and gold are mine. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. Well, who am I? I am a daughter of the king. I am a daughter of my father. And so if the earth is my father's, then I have the earth too. Mm -hmm. He said the beast and the forest are mine. All the animals are mine, so they're mine too. And so, um, you know, I wanted to go back with what Justin was saying about praise. You know, you really need to take, everybody in here needs to take advantage of when we're praising. Even if it's just one song on the piano, don't sit, don't stand there, Not you're not sitting, but don't stand there and just look down or look up or fold your hands. Amen? Amen. Because praise is powerful. Yes. Praise is powerful. What praise is doing is it's saying, God, you're God and I'm not. Amen. And that is a form of faith, is when you're saying, Lord, I trust you, I lift my hands. It's a form of surrender. I give myself to you. I cast the care of this on you. You're big. You're good. You're God. You've got it. And I exalt you and not myself. When we don't lift our hands, when we don't move our mouth, when we don't move our voices or use our voices, we're saying, I'm still on the throne. So if you can exercise, if you, like, like Justin says, if you're not praising here, you're not praising at home. If you're not, if you can't praise in the atmosphere of praise, you're not praising at home. So I'm going to read something to you that God spoke to me a long time ago. It's not my sermon, but hey, I'm just going to follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Psalm 67. You can go there if you want, Mr. Osell. But um, verse 1, I'll just start with verse 1. God be merciful to us and bless us. Well, we want him to do that, right? "'Cause your face to shine upon us, "'that your way may be known on earth, "'your salvation among all the nations. "'Let the peoples praise you, O God.'" Let all the peoples praise you. Keep going. "'Let the nations, let Word of Life Church, "'be glad and sing for joy.'" For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on the earth. Let, now, if he says something twice, he's really wanting you to sit up and pay attention. He's already said, let the peoples praise you. That means people praise. Yeah. Lift up your praises. Well, does God have, you know, uh, uh, an attitude? Is he a narcissist, like he's just got to have all the praise? No, but he knows that when you exalt him, he's able to work in your life. Amen. And so here he says again, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then, and I'm going to say then and only then, the earth shall yield her increase. If you don't praise God in your life, there's no increase in your life in any area. Let the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise you. Then, after, post-praise, the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So when you exalt him, people around you see it. They see you magnifying. They see you glorifying. And the earth yields her increase to you. It yields its increase to you financially. It, when you praise God, it yields its increase to you spiritually. When you lift up your hands and say, You're God, I'm not, then the earth yields its increase And what's your body made out of? Your body's made out of the dust of the earth. When you go to heaven, your body's staying here. It's going back to the dust. You're getting a new one up there. But you're a spirit. But it says the earth is going to yield or increase. Well, your body's made out of earth. If you have a lot of physical problems all the time, constantly... It may be that you might want to ramp up your praise because that dusty earth that you're a part of, that lump of clay that's you, it will yield increase to you in your body, in your soul, in your mind, and in your spirit. And even when you don't understand everything that's going on and maybe you don't know, know and understand how to receive everything from God that you need to, or you don't know all the steps of faith, doesn't matter. What you do know is that you know how to lift up your arms and go, Father, I thank you. Come on, let's do it. Father, I thank you, I praise you, I glorify you, I glorify and magnify you. I exalt you, you're God and I'm not. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are Jehovah Rapha, my healer. You are Jehovah, my banner. You are my rock, you are my refuge. You are my strong tower. And you said the righteous run into it and they are saved. Come on, say that. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Amen. God is good. Now, don't you just feel better? I'm telling you right now that your body was made by who? Not by the Democrats, not by the doctors. They Only Jesus really knows how to fix you because it says that he made you, and we'll read that in a minute. So if your body was made by the creator, was made by Jesus, actually, and I'll read that to you. If it was made by Jesus, then it responds to the praises of Jesus. So that's... Um, you know, it's easier said than done, but all you got to do is lift up your hands and start worshiping God and praising God and the cells in your body will start jumping around and it'll start responding and your blood pressure will go down and everything will start lining up if you just worship God because Jesus made you and he made your body and every organ, every cell, every tissue, every vein to respond to the praises of God. So if you're not feeling that great, Start praising. There have been times that I have felt so bad that I start praising. I've praised him in the middle of a vomit. Because I had a revelation of that verse. And as I was vomiting, I was praising God. And it wasn't long where all the sick feeling, all the upsetness left me. Whereas years ago, it took me two days, three days to get over the flu, now it only takes me 30 minutes, you know, or not long because your body and your soul and your spirit responds to praise. And so, no, this is not what I was going to talk on, but it's something we need to talk on because if we become a praising church, not just because Pastor Lisa said, do it. God said, let the people praise me. So I'm up here. I'm your cheerleader. ra rah, rah, Right. Okay, so let's praise them because it's for your benefit. Not so I can feel good, like we had a hype service. Man, those people were in it. Not because of me, but I know what kind of benefit it's going to bring you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Say that. God is good. good. Amen. 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 All right, so I don't know what I did with my water. There it is. Talking too much. So I woke up a couple days ago and like everybody else does. (laughs) I woke up and the Lord spoke to me and I said, wow, he says, the Democrats and the corrupt politicians and the people that are doing evil thing will never turn off my light of day. He says, that's something I established. So every morning, you will always be guaranteed light. Now, if they had the ability to shut the sun down and keep everything dark so they could do all their hideous deeds in constant darkness, they would do it. And I know they've tried playing with the ionosphere in Fairbanks, Alaska, and sent in... I know that. But I'm telling you, the Lord said, He said they will never take away the light of day. And He took me to Genesis 8, And that's where I'm taking you. Are you ready? This tonight is an encouragement sermon. All right? This is to encourage you. I know there's a lot of things going on. I know you're reading about a lot of things. I know there's a lot of bad things that are happening. And that just if you're in it and reading it, it just tends to frighten you sometimes. Even if you're not in it and reading it and you're reading good news outlets, it still tends to frighten you because you're just like, wow, is this going to come and get me? So let's talk about it, all right? Let's talk about it. So the the, uh, the uh, title of my sermon is Light Years. We've got light years ahead of us. Amen? We have light years ahead of us. Let's go to Genesis 8, verse 22. I might read a little bit over and around, Mr. Osel, so you can just follow me. But this is where God took me. He always takes you sometimes back to the book of beginnings. So if the rain gets too loud, just just bump me up. Amen, in the the voice. So I want to give you a little history. Noah just got off the boat after the 40 days and 40 nights, and he gave God a sweet-smelling offering. And it says above there, it says in verse 21, the Lord smelled a soothing aroma then the lord said in his heart i will never again curse the ground for man's sake even though although his imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth nor will i again destroy every living thing as i have done verse 22 while the earth remains as long as the earth is here here is what god has promised you I don't care what anybody tells you. God has set this down in stone law. He said, while the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. If you sow the seed spiritually, mentally, physically, naturally, you're going to get a harvest. You're not going hungry. The ground will not stop producing for you because the Democrat said so. Come on. The Lord or a Republican. They're both bad sometimes on both sides of the aisles. The ground will not stop producing for you. He said as long as this earth is here and as long as it remains, there will be seed time and harvest. When you plant, you will reap a harvest whether you plant money, whether you plant food, whether you plant love, you will reap whatever you're planting. So be careful what you're planting. Be careful what you're sowing. There is seed time and harvest for everything in your life. If you want love, plant love. If you want corn, plant corn. If you want beans, plant beans. If you want kindness, plant kindness, amen? Amen. All right. So it says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night will not cease. That's what the Lord told me. They'll never take the day of the light of day away from you. You. They will never take harvest away from you. You will never go hungry. I know there's a lot of bad things going on out in the harbor off the coast of California. My son's a trucker. I know things that you don't want to know right now. But I'm telling you right now, you put this 822 of Genesis in your arsenal and you put it in your mouth. While the earth remains, there will always be seed time and harvest, cold and heat. There will be no global warming. There will always be cold and heat. Amen. There will always be snow skiing and water skiing. <laughs> there will always be cool days and warm days. That's what God said, and He said, Day and night shall not cease. Now, I'm going to go on because I just love what something else He said, and it's going to be free, okay? So God blessed Noah and his sons. So God blessed Pastor Daryl and his sons and his wife and his church and said to them, you be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. You and I are supposed to be filling the earth. And I want you to see yourself and your descendants filling the earth and being fruitful. Say, my children are fruitful. Say, my grandchildren are fruitful. Say, my families are fruitful, and they're filling the earth with God's glory. Amen? Okay. So then he says, verse 2 of chapter 9, And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth and every bird of the air. All the small animals that scurry along the ground and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. My Bible says, I have given them in your hand. You are not supposed to fear and dread the wild animals. You are not supposed to fear and dread the beasts, and the fish, and the stingrays, and the alligators. But the world says opposite. You're supposed to run and terror from these things. But God said, I'm showing you here, I've placed them in your power. He said, the fear of you and the dread of you will be on them. You are not to fear spiders and creepy crawlies and snakes. You may not like everything that's out there, but God said the fear and the dread of you will be on it, and I have given them into your hand. So the next time you go to kill a roach, remember that. You're afraid of me. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Somebody needs that. Amen. Somebody needs that. If a, dog, if a bad dog charges at you while you're riding your bike, you take authority over it. That's a part of the curse. We're redeemed from the curse. So, that was free. They are all given into your hand. Verse 3. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herb. Amen? So, I wanted to say this, that the natural always mirrors the spiritual. So... um We're talking about light years here, and I'm gonna give you an astronomical definition of light years. Light years is how many, uh, how long does it take for light to travel around the Earth? Right, light years. So in one year, one light year, so light travels at 186,000 miles a second. So, in a year, light travels 6 trillion miles around the earth in one year because you just times 186,000 times how many seconds are in a year, and what comes up is 5.87 trillion. So, light travels in one year 6 trillion miles. The informal, you can turn me down a little bit, Michael. The informal definition of light years is, I'm going to read it to you, because this is where this is going to get good. It's a long distance or a great amount. So if I say, man, this child is just light years ahead of the group. He is so far out there. There is such a range out there a long range that they can't even catch up. The competition or the opposition doesn't even have a chance. Yeah. And I want you to remember the word light because God created light. And light, the natural light that God made, mirrors the light that He put in us. And I want you to think, I don't want you to separate it. The blood of Jesus, cleanses us from sin. The the natural blood God put in your body cleanses toxins out as it rolls through the body. Coming up from the left, going to the right, it cleanses the body. The blood is a cleansing agent. But the blood of Jesus is the superior cleansing agent. So always remember, don't separate the natural from the spiritual. Natural mirrors always the spiritual. And vice versa. So the light of day, God was telling me, he was like, they will never do away with this because I'm light and I'm the one that, this is my covenant to the earth. And nobody can take it away. I mean, like pastor says, if they could find a way to put a valve on rock springs, they would do it because they're trying to to bankrupt our economy, they're trying to take food away from us, they're trying to stop the trucks, they're trying to to stop all the things coming into port, they're killing the cows and the cattle. I don't care what they're doing. As long as the earth remains, you put it in your mouth, there will be seed time and harvest. That means you're going to plant and you're going to reap. You're going to plant and you're going to reap. Doesn't matter what, so no matter what evil does, it cannot extinguish the light. It cannot put on the light, out the light. When, when we turn on this light in this room, we don't have half darkness and half light. The minute we flip the switch, even if there's five or six bulbs missing, there's instant light. And I can see everything in the room. Light so far outdoes the darkness. It extinguishes it. It puts it out. All right, so let's go to Proverbs, ready? Proverbs 4.18, Proverbs 4.18, here we go. But the path of the just is like the shining sun. The path of the just is like the shining sun. And another translation says, the brightest that the sun is at midday. The brightest light, it says the path of the just is as bright as the sun can be at midday. That was another translation. The path of the just is like the shining sun that does what? Shines ever brighter until that perfect day. You are not getting darker. The world may be getting darker. Isaiah 61 says that. The world may be getting, but he said, Arise, shine, your light has come. And Proverbs 4 says that that light, the path of the just is like the shining sun at midday. It shines ever brighter until that perfect day. What day? The day of the Lord. The day when it really is all over. The Lord says, I'm the one that says when this day, is when this earth is over. He's the one that's going to burn it up and make us a new earth and a new heavens. But not them. So he said, as long as this earth remains and what I say goes. Seed time and harvest, cold and winter, Mm -hmm. right? And day and night. And so the path of the just is like the shining sun. Again, he's making the mirror. It's like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto that perfect day. I want you to say, I'm light. I am love. love. Because light and love are synonymous Synonymous. alright so let's go to John 1 let's go to John 1 I love John 1 I love John 1 because it's a great Jehovah's witness witness verse (laughs) where they're like there's God the Father but there's not you know God the Son he's not God he's a good man he's everything He's everything but. Yes, God made him. He's like a son. But they've got everything out there in the world to tell you that he's so close. But, you, but the minute you say he's God, no, he's not. Yeah, I, I said, well, let's go to John 1. I opened their Bible one day and it actually was in there. Even John fourteen six read correctly. So I don't know what they were carrying, but those verses were intact. They just never read them. Yeah said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one's coming to the Father but through me. So the Father didn't write that about himself. No one's coming from me, through me, but by me. So Jesus, someone's saying something here. So John 1, let's read it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Who? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus says, I am the Word made flesh. So the Word, Jesus was up there with God when He created. Not in the form when He came down through Mary, but He was in a form with God up in heaven way back in the back in the back of the bay, right before Abraham and Adam and everybody. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. All things were made through Jesus. Not through God the Father, through Jesus. And without Him nothing was made that was made. That's why I harp on, your bodies were made through Jesus, Amen. by Jesus. Amen. He is the supreme physician. Amen. He knows how to fix you better than anybody. Yeah. When everybody runs out of answers and guesses and practices, Uh you really should go to him first and go, what do you think? Before you start hearing everybody else's opinion. Amen? Because they come up with a lot of them. (laughs) In him was life, and that life was light. In him was life, and that life became the light of men. You glow in the dark. You glow in the spirit realm. Some of you are lower light than others, depending on how much time you fellowship with the Lord. Some of you glow very brightly because of your fellowship with the Lord. The closer you get to the fire, the closer that you are with the supreme light being, the more your being reflects that. And we'll read a scripture of that in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. It says you're the reflection of the glory that's in Jesus' face that he gets from when he walks into the bosom of the Father. So heaven is just full of light, real, real, natural light. And that same light he's put inside of you. In him was life, and that life was light. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right, so let's keep reading. And the light shines where? Where? In the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. What that really says there, it did not grasp it. It did not overcome it. It did not suppress it. It did not extinguish it. And the darkness, it's not just that it didn't understand it. The real words were, it did not suppress it. It did not extinguish it. And the darkness did not suppress it. The darkness did not put it out. Amen. Light puts out darkness, but darkness cannot put out light. That's just the way that works. And so then if you go down, it says, uh, verse 9, Jesus, that was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Every man has the ability to be full of light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, but the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To all those who what? Believe in his name. We are children of God. We are children of light. We are children of life. I'm getting ahead of myself, at 1 Peter 2.9 says, We're a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He's called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. There you go. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. His own special people that you may what? I just talked about this early. You may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. If God called you out of darkness, Into his marvelous light, why would he let dark reverse now and overcome his marvelous light? That doesn't even make good sense. Praise the Lord. So no matter what you hear, no matter what you see, you take dominion over your realm, over your sphere. Get into prayer and start helping other people in other places that need your help, but don't ever, ever fear that their darkness is going to come extinguish your light. Amen? It says he's called you out of darkness into light. And once you're into light, you're light from this time forward. Amen? All right, so let's go to 1 John 1. John 1, 1 John 1, that's an easy, that's an easy study. We're talking about light here, right? Mm, The path of the just just shines brighter and brighter into the perfect day. All right, here we go. Verse 3, 1 John 1, that which we've seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Verse 5, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Well, where is God? He's in you. So you can say, I am light and in me, there's no darkness at all. Now in your spirit, that is 100% true because you have received the light of life. But the more you fellowship with Him, the more you get an understanding and a revelation. Then you, the more you, uh, the more you embrace that and embrace the Word, which is Jesus and His words that He's written to you. To the extent, and I'm going to read this to you the way the Lord showed it to me. He said, "To the extent that we embrace the light in its fullness." Light is manifested in us and through us. To the extent that we embrace that light that's in us, it will be manifested in us and through us to other people. How is that possible? How do we do that? How do I do that? The way you do it is you first embrace the Word. Who is the Word? Jesus. But the Word of God, the Word of Jesus the Bible says in Psalm uh, 119, 130, it says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. If you're not going to read what the man wrote to you, yeah. come on. you're not going to have that light in your soul and in your mind. Your spirit is perfect. If you said, Jesus, come in my heart, he's in your heart. The spirit of God is in you. The Bible says, your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So he's living in you. Amen. So... Let's give him a good home, okay? He didn't say your spirit is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He's in your spirit. He says your body is housing that spiritual temple. And so to the extent that you embrace him and embrace his words and obey his words, then more of that light expels from you into your family, into your children, into your friends, into the workforce, and into people around you. Amen? So... uh, Embrace the word. The entrance of thy word gives light. Walk in the light as he's in the light. So we're in 1 John, right? So let's keep going. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Say that. God is light. And God is in me. So I am light. So in me is no darkness at all. I walk in the light. If we say we have fellowship with him, but we walk in darkness, we're lying and we do not practice the truth. You can have the light in you, but you can make a choice to walk in a dark place. And so when you do that, you're turning from the fellowship that you had with the son. Amen. So it says, but if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with what? with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we confess our what? Our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You are to walk in the light and in fellowship with your brothers and your sisters. It doesn't mean that you're always going to like everybody. It doesn't mean that you're always going to agree. But you can love them for the price that Jesus paid for them. I don't want anyone to go to hell. I don't want Putin to go to hell. I don't wish that upon anybody. But they're going to hell if they don't make a change, right? And so to the extent that you walk in love with your fellow man... And that doesn't mean you're always like nicey-nicey, gooey-gooey. There's times love confronts. doesn't mean you have to confront with a bad attitude, but there's times that love confronts. He said, don't be talking about the log that's in that other person's eye until you pull out, or the speck that's in the other person's eye until you pull out the log that's in your own. So, so there's things and ways we're to behave towards each other. And so the love of God's been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. You have the ability to love, but the capacity to love grows more as you find out really what you have inside of you and who you are in Christ. When you realize how much God loves you, it doesn't matter what people think about you. We all love to be loved. I don't just want to be a friend of God and nobody else likes me and wants to be anything to do with me. But the truth is, is that we have to find our security in the Father's love and Jesus' love and the Holy Spirit's love first. And in order to do that, you have then you're able to give out that love because you have it in you. And as you give it out, what are you doing? You're planting and you will reap love. You may not always reap it from the place you planted, but you will reap that same kind of what you planted. Amen? Many of us are looking for a harvest from the place we're sowing. You're going to get the same kind of harvest that you're sowing. If you sow corn, you're going to get corn. But don't, don't try to make a person respond back to you when you're giving love and then go, well, this doesn't work. It does work. You may get it from another source, but it will be love. And God will always see that the love abundantly flows back into you. amen. Amen? Amen? So sometimes we get tripped on to that. The Bible says love works no ill to his neighbor. Before you do something or say something... Always ask yourself, is what I'm about to say or do going to work ill or harm to my neighbor in any way, shape, or form? That little cutting jab, that little sarcastic remark. So you can kind of subtly get the point across without actually coming right out and saying it. You might want to save the jab. If that's the way you're going to try to communicate because that other person won't hear you, you might not want to say anything at that point. Because that's going to work ill and harm to them. It's going to cut them in ways that they, that, yeah, you're trying to get a point across, but it's not what God wants. So let God take care of it. Amen? Amen. Say this, the love, of God the love of God and the light of God Amen has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm light. My path shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until that perfect day. So that's what I want you to see. I want you to see your light being brighter even in this time. Ask the Lord. Send people to me or me to people that I can help. You may not be able to talk to everyone or help everybody, but I know that when I pray that prayer, there is someone immediately almost that God sends to me. And He's like, I want you to help Him. And I know that. Amen. 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 All right. Praise the Lord. If we walk in the light, verse 7. As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Did you know that if you walk in fellowship with your brothers and your sisters, even when you do stupid stuff that you don't know you're doing, the blood of Jesus Christ is cleansing you continually. He's not counting it against you. You don't have to go to bed every night. Okay, Lord, please bring back to my memory every wrong thing I did so I can confess it and be forgiven. If something comes to you during the day, take it right there and go, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. If he keeps bringing something to your heart, confess that sin. He's trying to get you to acknowledge it. But for you to be afraid that you've missed the 300 little sins and stupid things you did, that's not not what that means. When he brings something to your heart, get rid of it and say, God, I I was wrong. I'm going to make this right. Amen? And so when you are treating your brothers and sisters the way you want to be treated, then the blood of Jesus is constantly flowing and cleansing you when you do stupids, even when you don't know you're doing stupids. Isn't that good news? That's great news. Amen. You know, your blood is rolling around in your body right now, cleansing, taking toxins away from the heart and away from those vital areas. And that's what I'm trying to say, that when you're walking in love with people and walking the way God wants you to walk towards them, that blood of Jesus is constantly flowing, constantly flowing, constantly cleansing you spiritually. Amen? Amen. I want, I want you to get away. Listen, people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. And the people that hurt you the most are the people that you're the closest to. Some random Joe out there in public says some stupid thing to me. I don't know Joe. I don't care. I know he's a sinner. I don't even think he, you're like, you're just, you're just dumb. You know, I, 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 I'm not offended. I just expect that. Right. It's when, you know, your spouse or your kids or your family or your friends, they do something that you didn't expect them to do. That's where it hurts. And that's where God said, forgive I'll take care of it. doesn't mean they're off the hook, but you've got to let yourself off the hook and not carry that poison hoping they'll die. Right? It's like taking poison hoping they'll die. If you carry that offense, you're going to be the one hurt by it. God said, if you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. Well, I surely do want him to forgive me. Now let's talk about the way we treat people once we've forgiven them. You can't still forgive someone. I can't forgive Frank for something stupid he did or stupid he said and still keep him at arm's length. Well, I still don't like him. I've forgiven him, but I don't like him, so I don't want to talk to him. No. The Lord asked me one day, he said, do you want me to treat you like that? Like I forgive her, but she can't really come up into my arms in fellowship like she did before. No, I want us all to be good. I want us to be good. I want to run right into your lap. He says, well, then you're going to have to allow other people as if they've never sinned. They did it, but you're still, you're not going to shove them away after you've forgiven them. He said, that's not true forgiveness. Now, it doesn't mean that you trust everybody. Sometimes trust, trust is earned. Love is given. Remember this, love is given, but trust is earned. You don't when someone keeps hurting you over and over and over, stealing from you in, in any way, shape or form, that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean you have to go, "Oh, I forgive you and I just trust you." You don't have to trust them, but you can forgive them. Yes, ma'am. Amen. And yes, like ma'am. I'm not, in other words, I'm not going to hold that offense against you. I'm probably not going to trust you until you prove yourself. But I'm not going to hold the offense against you. Amen. Does that make sense? That doesn't mean it's everything's all good and you just trust them again and they hurt you again and again and again. That is not what that means. It just means you're not holding it to their account because you don't want God holding your sins to your account. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Christians have funny things that they think about stuff like that and they get mad at me and go, well, that mean, it's just all good now. Like, I'm just supposed to run back in their arms after they did yada, 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 yada? I'm like, no, I didn't say that. I said, just don't hold it against them. And let God lead you on how close you get in these areas because they're still being bad. Does that make sense? All right. Hallelujah. So, I'm going to just read a few things off my paper. Matthew 5, 14. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. I bring light to the world. I'm the light of the world. Ephesians 5.8 says, we are light in the Lord. He said, For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Now walk as children of light. Well, let's 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 take the let's divide that up. He said, You were once in darkness, but now he said you're light. Yes. So what does that mean? Now walk it. That means he came into your spirit and he put into you light and love. You have the capacity now. Now act like a Christian. (laughs) Yes. Act like the capacity that is already in you. You got to work out with weights if you're going to be strong. If you're not going to work out with weights, you're not going to be strong, but you do have muscles. Am I right? right? Your muscles didn't disappear because you don't work out. They're just flabby and they're weak. But they're there. Your love might be flabby and weak, but it's there. So you can choose now because Romans 6 says sin has no dominion over you. Mm -hmm. And you can choose and you can now walk as the children of light that you are. Mm -hmm. Now, can you go to Romans 6 for me? I want to read something to them. The Lord just tagged me, so I'm going to go there. Just go to Romans 6, and I'll tell you where we're going. Here we go. 6.14. No. Let's go to 6.10. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. He's not going to keep dying for your sins. He died once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also. He says, now he died, now he lives to God. Now he says, now you also. He says, now you also reckon or consider yourself to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, verse 12 says what? Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. If he said, don't let it, what what, uh, translation are you reading? Can you go to um, New King James in KJV? Yeah. Do not let sin, what does it say? Mine says, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. So if he said don't let it, then you don't have to let it. You have the power over it. Children of darkness do not have the power over it. Not, not 100%. They've got the sin nature, so they're going to sin. That's what they do. And do not present, verse 13, your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For what? Verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you. So when you have an urge to do something you shouldn't do, you need to put that word in your mouth. Sin has no control over me. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. that. Now, I want to tell on me, since I can't tell on you. When I was 10, I got into this bad habit of picking dry skin off my lips. I just, as I was watching TV or Rin Tin Tin or the cowboy movie, and I just, I don't know, I got into this habit of picking dry skin off my lip, and my lips would just bleed. And when I read, I opened my Bible one day on my own. I didn't hear no one teach it. I opened my Bible and I read that. And when I read it, the Lord quickened the scripture to me as an 11-year-old, 12-year-old, whatever it was, I was. And he said, don't let it. Don't let it rain in your body. He knew that I knew I was harming myself. I, you, if you, you know, You can be a child, but you know the Spirit of God will talk to you and say, don't do that. Don't do that. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting. And I knew the scripture and had read the scripture, something about my body being the temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, don't do that. That's that you're hurting yourself. You know, first he was very kind, 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 kind for the longest time. and then, then he showed me that verse. He said, don't let it. Now you tell it no. Every time you want to pick your lip and rip it open, you say, I don't have to do this. I learned this as a young child. I'm 12 years old. He said, you tell yourself, I don't have to do this because sin now doesn't control me. Sin doesn't control me. And so you need to say, before you get ready to say something, do something, be something, want to do something, you got the life of God in you. You can say, no, I don't have to do that. Sin has no control over me. It does not reign. I reign over sin. Just like you reign over the animals, you reign over sin. Amen? All right, and then it says, verse 16, Do you not know that whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness? Did you know that you can present your body, yourself, your mind, you can present yourself back as a slave to sin, even if you've got Jesus in your heart? And then you become under the bondage of sin, it gets its grasp on you again. And the only way to get it off of you is what? Confess it and say, God, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Not, I'm working through this problem. Not, don't say, I'm dealing with something. I'm working on it. I'm working on this issue. Everybody's got issues. That's justifying yourself that it's okay for you to keep doing it. I'm not perfect. Well, no one's perfect. But you are perfect in your spirit and you have the capacity to be perfect in your mind, your thought life, and your body. You have that capacity. He gave you that. Amen? Colossians 1. He says he's delivered us, 9 through 14. He's delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. He's rescued us. He's purchased our freedom. He's rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. I like the word delivered. So you need to say, I don't have to do that. Right. Amen? Amen? And this is a part of embracing the light. This is a part of embracing the light that's in you. Amen. It's working that light and that love that's in your spirit. Don't keep it all bottled up. Let it work its way through your mind and then through your body. Look at the word. If you don't read the word, it says the entrance of his words gives light. If you never read your Bible, you don't know what it says. You don't know what you have. You don't know what you can do. You don't know who you're the ruler over. How many of you in this place, and just be honest, don't lie to me, How many of you in this place tonight have never heard that verse that every beast and everything that crawls on the earth is just supposed to be afraid of you? How many of you, this is the first time you ever heard that verse? Yeah, yeah, we all have our first times. You're not supposed to be afraid of it. God says, I've given them into your hand. They're to be afraid of you. You take dominion. Well, how do I do that? When something comes against you, you're like, you speak to it in Jesus' name. You go from me. You be gone from me. When I was 11 years old, I was at New Smyrna Beach and playing in the water and swimming. And I stepped on a, um, a brown, big brown skate. You know what a skate is, right? A stingray. It, but they're so brown that they're in the sands, you can't see them. So I stepped on it. He sent electric shock all the way up my leg and to my hip. I screamed out. My mother was close by. She, she knew at that time, she was in the water but a little ways away, but then she saw them come up out of the sand and flutter off. And so she knew that I had been stung and that I had stepped on one. And so she grabbed me, you know, anyone that knew my mother, she's like, come on over here, child. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, I command that pain and that sting to go. We'll not put up with it. In Jesus' name, we take dominion over this animal. Get off her. Pain, leave her. And within 10 seconds, all the pain was gone. All that electric shock that was just constantly rolling up and down my leg, just, it was gone. And so I say that to you because this is real stuff. If you ever find yourself in a situation, you speak to it. You use the name. Luke 10:19 is one of my favorites. I have memorized it. Behold, I give you the authority to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. Even if it's something that you can't see, even if it's something in your body that that gets you (laughs) somewhere. You, in the name of Jesus... I have the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt me. So if this is hurting me, it's from the enemy. Amen. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Acts 10, 38, who went about doing good, 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 healing all who were oppressed of the devil. God was with him, But he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. What do you have? You got the Spirit of God living inside you. The same spirit, Romans 8, the same spirit, thank you, Debbie, that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he'll do what? He'll quicken and make alive your mortal body. Amen? Amen. And so James 1 calls him the father of lights. He's the father of lights. Psalm eighteen twenty eight says, The Lord God lights up my darkness. For you light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Anytime you're feeling dark and oppressed and and just nasty, you you go to Psalm eighteen twenty-eight. You say, "You'll light my lamp. You're the one that enlightens my darkness. Just light it up, God." And the light is inside of you, and so spend time with Him, praying in the Spirit, confessing the Word. Second Corinthians four six in the NLT. Let's do that, sell In the NLT. For God who said, now this is Father God. For God who said, let there be light. We're talking about natural light. In the darkness has made this same light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesse Duplantis said that every time, Jesus never stayed away from his father very long. He'd always go, there's a scripture in the Bible that says Jesus is in the bosom of the father. I'm like, what what in the world does that mean? You may not understand what everything means, but when, when I saw Jesse Duplantis when he went to heaven, he says Jesus was always walking into the father. No one could see him. They could see Jesus, and he'd walk into that, that, that brilliance, that brilliance, and he'd walk into that, and then when he came out, his, light, his face was just, like, lit up. It was so full of light that people had to hit the floor. They couldn't look at Jesus' face. Wow. That's how bright it was. God, who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that's seen in the face of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that this light that comes up every morning through the sun, that same light that God created, it's in you. Amen. And the darkness can't put it out. Amen? All right, and then let's go to John 12 46. I have come as a light, Jesus said, to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Let me tell you right now, your dark days are over. If you will believe Jesus and read his word and what he says about you, your dark days are over. You don't have to abide. The only reason you abide in darkness is because you don't know who you are. Amen. You don't know the authority that you have. Satan is the God of this world and he'll try everything in his power now that you're born again to discourage you, yeah. to trip you up, to get you out of love. Yeah. And really, uh, his main goal is to get you back into the world yeah. so he can destroy you. Yeah. But if you'll learn, if, you know, read the manual. Right. The manual is what tells you how to live life. And how to be victorious. Yeah. And if you don't ever, you know, coming to church is great. That's a huge step. But if you go home and you never open, crack open your Bible, and I suggest if you never open your Bible, start with John, the book of John, Amen. and so, then okay. jump right over to 1 John. <laughs> Amen? I call it the love books. It talks a lot about how much God loves you and, and what he needs to do Amen. with you. Amen? And what you can do. Here's our last verse, Daniel, Daniel 12, 3. Those who are wise, the people of God, shall shine brightly. This is the TLB. There you go. Can you go to the TLB, which is the Living Bible? The Living Bible, that's okay. Those who are wise, the people of God, shall shine brightly as the sun's brilliance. And in another translation, it says, at the sun at its highest at midday, noon. Those who are wise, which is you, the people of God, shall shine brightly as the sun's brilliance and those who turn many to righteousness will glitter like stars forever. Have it it in your heart to turn as many people as you can to righteousness. Tell them about the love of God. I'll tell you right now. You're like, well, I don't know very much. You know more than them. If all you know It's to say, Jesus loves you, and you don't know where else, what else to say? Those words that are in the word, it says they will not return void. The Holy Spirit will jump on those few words that you knew to say, and he'll go deep into their heart and start working in them. So don't not talk to someone because you aren't the preacher. The preacher knows the Bible. I don't know what to say to them. Say something. What do you know? What do you know? Say what you know, and the word of God will not return void. It'll accomplish man. He can say things to them that you could totally mess up. Yeah, butcher it. And and he would say exactly the Holy Spirit will minister their heart what they need to hear. How many times have you and I been in this these chairs, and Pastor be preaching something totally not totally different and all of a sudden God speaks to you about something else. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Like that's not even what he's talking about. And all of a sudden the answer comes. All of a sudden a scripture comes to your to your heart. How many of you had that happen? I've had it happen a lot of times I'm like he's not even talking about that subject but because you're in that atmosphere and the Holy Spirit is moving he's now going into everybody's business and going don don tag 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 So you don't really have to worry about, really, he's preaching on that subject again? Well, if you'll open up your heart to begin to hear what God would say to you, then God will start speaking to you about all kinds of stuff. Oh, man, I brought my mother-in-law today, and we got to hear about holiness? Listen, open up your heart, and God will speak to your mother-in-law in ways you can't. He'll speak what she needs. God is so multifaceted, and the Word of God—every scripture has so many levels of meaning. How many times have you read a scripture and like, you went back, you know, six months later, I never saw that in that scripture, and then he shows you something else in that scripture, like I never saw that in that scripture. It has many, many levels, many, many facets to one scripture. Yeah. And I'm still studying the light scriptures, and I'm like, I, I never saw that. He's like, go to Genesis 8. He says, he says, don't worry about the earth. They're not going to do anything to it. As long as the earth remains, there will be food, Amen. seed time, and harvest. Amen. If you plant it, it's going to grow. Amen. If you plant faith, it's going to grow, yeah. whatever yeah. you're planning okay. for. Amen? Yeah. So let's pray. Say, Heavenly Father, yeah. I thank you for sending Jesus. I thank you that He died on the cross for me. I thank you that He rose from the dead for me. I thank you that the same Spirit now that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me And he now quickens my mortal body. I receive Jesus as Lord. I receive Jesus as Master. He is my Master. I renounce the devil. I renounce the ways of the world. I confess sin. And I say, Lord, cleanse me and wash me tonight in your very blood. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go out and be the light that you are. Amen. God bless you.